Reading from the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear your, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution, he will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like, leap like a deer <clears throat> and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And the highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked folks will not go about on it. No lions will be there, nor any ravenous beasts. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. And those the Lord has rescued will return. The lion, the whip, they will enter Zion with singing everlasting joy with crowns their head gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow, sorrow and sighing will flee away this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. To you, O Lord. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Please do take your seats. Today, this, this Sunday, um, is known as one of two different things in the Church of England calendar. It's more commonly known, for obvious reasons, as the first Sunday of Christmas, or the first Sunday after Christmas. But it's also known as the Holy Innocents, referring to children, and by tradition specifically remembering the slaughter of young children under two years old in the vicinity of Bethlehem by King Herod in his attempt to destroy the baby Jesus that he'd heard rumours of from the three wise men. According to historian Paul Mayer, Greco-Roman culture would have little concern 
for infant deaths. Greeks regularly practiced infanticide as a kind of birth control, particularly in Sparta. And a Roman father had the right to not lift his baby off the floor after birth, allowing it to die. It's shocking to us, of course. But Maya goes on to say that the murder of a few dozen children in a rural Jewish town was probably seen as of little consequence, which is why it's not an event that's found in the history books. Children in Jesus' day were considered property, which might or might not have some value, but they were not viewed as people in their own right. And that's why our gospel reading this morning would have certainly raised eyebrows with his first century listeners. Jesus' disciples were telling the children who were approaching him effectively to get lost, to buzz off. Some were brought by their families, no doubt, perhaps for healing, perhaps for a blessing. Some maybe were just curious about this man who drew the crowds. But his disciples, we're told, rebuked them, told them off. They were, after all, just children. But this upsets Jesus. He doesn't mind the children coming to him in the least. And he's not at all happy with his disciples' attitude toward them. It says when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said, Tell the children to come to me. Tell them to come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And I think Jesus was trying to make at least two significant points here. Firstly, as he, as he so often does, he was breaking down the prejudices and discrimination which was, which was evident in, within his culture. He's turning the pecking order on its head and he's showing that children who were the very lowest in the cultural hierarchy of his day, lower than women who were at best second-class citizens, Children who were considered as property to be disposed of as the parents desired. These children were actually precious to God, says Jesus. I wonder how much better we are as a culture in our attitude to children today. True, most families, certainly in the Western world, are, they probably think, very loving toward their children. They probably are. But in our country, there are over 50,000 children on child protection registers considered at continuing risk of physical, emotional or sexual abuse or neglect. And every 22 minutes of every hour, a new child enters the care system. And the question is, what are we to do about it? And when I say we, I don't mean we as in the UK or the UK government or even the local council. I mean we, those of us who call ourselves Jesus followers. There are plenty of children who have been taken into care who come from families who live within 400 metres of this church. Wouldn't Jesus want us to take them into our homes? There are over 200 children waiting in Reading for a family to open their hearts and homes to give one of these children a home for good. Reading Christian Network 
has made a commitment to Reading Borough Council to find 50 new adoptive or foster homes in the next three years. And I really have a sense that God wants St Matthew's to play its part, maybe even take a lead in finding homes for many of the children who've been taken into care from this area. And there are many different roles we can play. Some families could become adoptive or foster homes. Some families could act as relief and support for families who are fostering or adopting. Others can pray for them. Others can provide just relief for a few hours at a time. I ask you to pray with me over the coming months that St Matthew's will offer at least five homes to some of these children over the next three years to be part of that commitment by Reading Christian Network to the local council. Jesus breaks down the prejudices and turns the order of the day on its head. And the second thing that he does, as he so often did, is he uses this extraordinary event as a brilliant teaching opportunity. The kingdom of God, Jesus says, belongs to people like these children. What does he mean by that? Well, he goes on to say that anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Biblical scholar Tom Wright suggests that Jesus is saying something about the helplessness of children, their complete trust of those who love and care for them, which perfectly demonstrates the humble trust he has been speaking of all along and that he asks of us. That that must be our attitude to God's love and saving grace for us. So that the only right response to the unconditional love of God in coming to earth to sacrifice his life for us is our unconditional faith and trust in him. Just like that of a child's. We can't work our way into God's kingdom. We must simply throw ourselves on his grace and mercy. We must, says Jesus, be as dependent upon him as a child is on its parents. Amen.